in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. I'm joined by my co-host and devilishly handsome co-host of that, Chris Dewar. Today's episode, we are reviewing Season 5, Part 2, or Season 5B, the second half of Lucifer of Season 5 on Netflix. Now, we are very excited about this. Of course, the first half of Season 5 was released uh, the tail end of last year. We weren't sure when the second half was coming out. We knew it was uh, coming, uh, just like Winter and Game of Thrones. But uh, we were very pumped, and the last uh, eight episodes were just dropped. And boy, do we have a lot to drop in. Now, if you haven't watched this or you're catching up on the other seasons, here is your spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Yes. So... So stop, yeah. So stop, stop us now if you haven't listened in because we're going to dive into some stuff here. Uh, first of all, you know, Chris, I, you know, for some of the listeners knowing, I got you hooked on the show. I, I you know, yes. through a tedious season three and, and <laughs> further on, you stuck with it and you've come to really enjoy the show. Um, what were your initial thoughts and excitement about going into this uh, second half of season five? Well, definitely the big kind of. Uh finale moment of the first half was we finally got the presence of god himself yes and this is something that we've been teased in this show since the very beginning is obviously being that this show's lore even though it's been this kind of cop drama comedy show uh the heavy lore of the biblical references to how lucifer became the lord of hell uh and talking about his brothers and, and sisters and then of course the relationship to his father um, we knew at some point we're going to want to see an actual physical representation of God in the show. And, it, it, you know, since Netflix took over the show, it's been much more about the, uh, you know, biblical lore more than the actual cop part of the show, which I was very excited for. Yeah. And overall, the, the quality of the show has gone way up since Netflix took it over. And so it was a big, you know, it was already exciting. You know, we love Tom Ellis as Lucifer. He's such a fun character to watch. And yeah, we he's, love he's, watching I mean, him He's the grow. heart and the glue of the show. We watch yeah, it for he, him. For he's sure. the massively entertaining, funny part of the show. But he's also, we've watched him go through the highs and lows of uh, death and romance and all this kind of stuff you know he's not your typical just uh devil if you will yeah i mean for someone who's been around for a millennia uh you know thousands and thousands of years he's really just a teenager and he's learning to grow uh since we first meet him in season one yeah i love that they brought in michael in the first half uh first off it was great to have this kind of uh brotherly competition we instantly got this weirdness of Michael. And it was also the fact that for, you know, a little while we were like, why is Lucifer seen so off? And then of course we find out that it's not Lucifer. It's his brother acting as, uh, you know, Lucifer. But I love that they got Tom Ellis to play this character as well. And this is another chance for him to, to show a whole different character type and voice work. You know, Tom Ellis is very good at doing accents. So having a much more American accent character and also the fact that he's kind of got this, this like hump to him. He just, 
He looks like a creepy, dirty version of Lucifer. Yeah, he's dressed differently. His hair is basically just a mess quaff. <laughs> so I love that they got to introduce that in the first half and play with that. And that obviously stirred up a lot of issues. And so then when we kind of got that, oh, he's somewhat the bad guy here because he wants to kind of take over and mess with Lucifer. So it was a great way. It was a great cliffhanger to have oh god has shown up and so we knew that the second half was really going to be like what's it going to be like to have god on earth how it's going to affect the relationship uh what that might mean for michael and of course mainly what that would mean for lucifer because lucifer for the majority of the show so far has done nothing but complain and be bitter about his father for good reasons uh and so i thought that was a very smart way to be like what's going to happen with that and knowing that Michael's still in the mix. So I got to say, Taylor, you and I were very excited to have um, a, a favorite actor uh, that, you know, uh, has been on a lot of stuff before. And, you know, he's always there protecting your wallet. But you're in good hands. So it was exciting to have uh, this actor that I know you love from 24 yeah. to play God. Yeah, Dennis Haysbert, um, I was a fan of his, you know, years ago when he played uh, the official first black president we had on uh, on screen. And so he has such a commanding presence. I mean, he's had action, drama, and this this iteration of him, I think when we think of God, we think of Morgan Freeman. So who's, who's yeah. uh, you know, this I didn't know what to expect. When I heard he was announced, I was actually pretty excited. And I know you kind of like, uh, you know. But when, you know, a lot of people kind of like, is the Allstate guy? He's so much more than that. I think he proved that doing uh, this role because there was drama and there was a lot of good humor that he brought to the character. And I think that was that was a great thing because for those who are not sure, the creators and the showrunners of this, uh, this TV show, they said they were firmly from the beginning, we're not going to show hell or heaven. He showed hell. Uh, and then, you know, later on we showed heaven. But they said, we're not we're not going to introduce God. And of course, come into this one, they're like, we're going to do it. Um, this is going to be great. So Dennis Haysbert did an amazing job. And I think it was such a great performance for him to bounce off. And he got to have an interaction with every main character from the show, which was which was great to see how every character is going to react to God showing up. A fish out of water uh, yeah. situation because he's trying to act like he's mortal, which actually throws a whole point of the couple episodes where he was basically mortal. And um, yeah, it was kind of neat that, you know, we've had a few characters that have also kind of gone through ups and downs with their own faith. Uh, so there was, there was a little bit of that mix in there as well. You know, Ella hasn't, she doesn't know yet about Lucifer, which is interesting because everybody else does. <laughs> like, you know, Linda's fully embraced the, and so that was a bit of humor to be like, oh, that means you're God. But, you know, after that whole situation and last uh, uh, half where she was dating that serial killer, essentially, uh, which got her very messed up, she's had a loss of faith. And there was moments I did. It was really nice when he would talk to her and kind of get her back on the right path. Uh, a little bit of that kind of charmer, even if you're not religious, you kind of go with like the Again, yeah, almost in a Morgan Freeman way from Bruce Almighty, a little touch of like he he gets the good the good word out there without making it. It's not like he's like, you know, I am God. I mean, there was yeah, exactly one moment at the dinner table, which I got to say, one of the best scenes of not only the entire 
series. I mean, the second half, but one of the best scenes, period, was this great family dinner scene. <laughs> Talk about the most awkward dinner scene in history. Just, uh, it was, you know, Lucifer, Michael, or Mikey L, as he tried to <laughs> keep saying, Amenadiel, and God. And then Linda's trying to get out, and he's like, you're the mother of my grandson? Your family. And, and Menadiel's like, well, you, you almost got out of there. <laughs> you almost got out of there. Nice try. She didn't get um, stands just way this awkward, awkward dinner, but it made some, some great humor and, you know, the passing the food and all this stuff. And I love that he, he, I guess because I didn't watch 24 and I only really have known him from commercial work, there was a bit of a, I don't know how this is going to play out, but he's so, he has that poise. He has that calmness to him. And there's something about that deep voice that works oh, so yeah, well that, for that God. baritone for sure. It's very fatherly. It's very like commanding. And it kind of just, it, you kind of go, yeah, I can imagine him being God. Like, you know, just the way he talks. And, and we, we got to go into here real quick though. Uh, we got to talk about this musical episode, episode two, uh, or I guess I should say episode 10. Um, this was a fun, you know, when you think of a TV show, it's going to do a musical based episode. You're always like, okay, is it just a random episode where everyone starts singing? Yeah, is an excuse is an excuse just to do a musical. But I mean, of course, with this show, there has been all these little hints because, and this was not a beginning idea when they it all happened when Tom Ellis was doing karaoke one night. Like, oh, we should write this in the show. So there's been little work here and there, and then later on into like more like season three, there was almost close to more of a musical episode. But when they tease this second half, they're like, oh, there's going to be a musical episode. But I'm like, okay. But it made sense in terms of the plot. It did fit the mythology, and it did fit well with the with the stuff. And and we had a lot of good fun. We also had a special guest appearance of Debbie Gibson, famous uh, singer. So that was a lot of fun, and the choices of the songs were really good, really yeah, good. Yeah, a lot of good pop hits, and I loved. You know, they had a great uh, mashup at one point of bad. To, you know, Mezzakine saying uh, "Bad to the Bone." And then Lopez was singing, I, I don't want no scrubs. Yeah, for TLC. So yeah. There's a lot of great song choices. You know, they had um, another one, Bites the Dust. Them all singing this big song when the body they just found is dead. And then even the dead body gets up and sings. <laughs> but it was clever that, you know, a lot of this second half is God also trying to connect again with his son, Lucifer, who he hasn't seen in a millennia, really. So he was like, oh, I know he likes to sing. So I'll control people to sing around him. To connect with them but of course lucifer although he gets into the songs and loves it he finds it annoying because he's like stop doing that you know i don't you know he's still so bothered about it well and it's such a good tongue it's a, such a good tongue-in-cheek where it's like oh um yeah my father does musical it's almost like kind of poking fun at all those movies where people break out in a song randomly yeah it's like this is kind of funny and also kind of harkens back to season four that one scene where remember he 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 has embraced his therapy and he's back to his old self and he has this random dance number footloose uh or not footloose but um to kenny loggins i'm all right and it's kind of funny where like watching it now going back and seeing it seeing like oh it's you know god is always in any kind of movie or situation you know we don't notice it but it's a real thing that happens <laughs> and i gotta say just as a, a musical theater fan uh there was an original song that was selected that didn't work out because they didn't get the rights to it and then tom ellis actually suggested uh, I dreamed a dream for the final song as a duet between him and God. And actually I thought it was, uh, it was beautiful. It was really, really uh, a great acting moment. And, you know, we, we have followed this character that has had 
uh, a ton of sex and drugs and loves to constantly make fun and lives a life of just, you know, uh, no worries, mm-hmm. debauchery and sin. But then in this, we really got to see this whole thing of, you know, he, he, he imagined a life of happiness and love. And because of how his position was of being sent to hell, he didn't get that. So it, it was, was actually all, really... Yeah. It was very really cathartic. Beautiful song. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I know for you being, uh, you know, for a fun fact, people already know this, or may not, Chris is a very accomplished singer. And between the two of us, he's a little bit more, in a good way, a little bit more particular in his music. And I know I had always been a fan of Tom Ellis from the beginning singing, and he's like, eh, and I know you come around, especially this season, to him. I've liked more of his singing as it's gone along, but in the beginning, I wasn't, like, automatically like, wow, that's amazing. I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, that's just my, you know, personal taste. But no, I really liked his performance of I Dreamed a Dream. And even though it was a little funny to have God, because he's so he's so baritone and bass, you know, it was like, but the tigers come at night. I was like, all right. But the song itself and the acting was great. Um, another highlight episode I think we both loved was the episode of Dan Naked and Afraid, which <laughs> yeah. uh, was a great, like, full, it was like a, a, a an episode that didn't end. And I love that when Lucifer, I think the Lucifer episodes that work the best are the ones that really keep the momentum going. Yeah. It's slow down too much. And it's weird because even know that since they got to Netflix, there's no commercial breaks. They still Mm -hmm. go with kind of the snap, you know, Yeah, there's still still like a a scene ends fade to black and then the next scene comes in. Um, But it was a great episode. And Dan's been a character that has kind of been the comedic, uh, buffoon in a way and what we've kind of known him also to be someone that he does go to the nth degree he's someone that falls through and so that it was a great episode of like getting him to be pushed to the limit and to really even face death itself all because lucifer you know in, uh, to Dan's mind, and I kind of called it early on just because I thought that guy was so over the top with his Hispanic voice. Like, come on, man, we could do it. I was like, yeah, this guy talks way too stereotypically to have this be real. Uh, so I was kind of early on that episode. I was like, I think Lucifer set this whole thing up, which is, of course, what happened. It was all big, you know, gag. So and I love that, you know, to Danny's like, you know what? Thank you. I think I needed that. You know, he needed to get shaken out uh, mm-hmm. from the death of his love <laughs> and all stuff. And then Lucifer's like, I didn't do it for that. Then why'd you do it? And, you know, we get the we get the F-bomb here. Yeah, the first one. Because you, you effing shot me. <laughs> yeah. It was like, well, and it was like the very last, like, 10 seconds of the episode too. I had to rewind because I'm like, wait, they've never sworn like that. And they were like, even when they came to Netflix first, they're like kind of joking like, oh, are we get, is this gonna get so they got a little cheek here uh more is than one um of course this season we get a couple of uh, familiar faces back here we get the return of eve ambar lavi who gorgeous and uh and it was uh fun fun to have her back um kind of helping to complete this arc with mazikeen yeah mazikeen this has been interesting that she maze has been wanting a soul and, you know, she's kind of she's gone through a whole journey herself of absolutely being this very murderous assassin demon who has gone in and out of love and has had relationships. And, you know, obviously she has dealt a lot with the whole aspect of her mother 
and what Lucifer did with her. And so this has been interesting that she's like, I want a soul because I want to feel. I, want I don't to, want to. I want to have a connection. Yeah, I want a connection. And she thinks that, well, if God's here, he can do it. And he says, I can't help you. I'm not the one to do it. But then there's kind of a bit of that God magic of, you know, well, how else can I get a soul? I can't just have one. He's like, why can't you? And so she starts to kind of notice that. Kind of a Wizard of Oz sort of thing. Like you've had you've had the soul the whole time. (laughs) You've always had the soul. Um, But then, of course, she immediately starts to regret it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because she's like, oh, I I don't want to. If I have a soul now, that means that I would be sent to hell and I would be tortured. And my torture would be to constantly, you know, being in and out with Eve, being broken up and killing her, all this stuff. So it, it gets very heated. But I like that she still had these moments in this season where she's like, you know what? I'm going back to my roots. I want to be, you know, this killer again. Uh, but her and Eve kind of had a romance there going for a little bit. And it was kind of like, okay that's going on. Speaking of romance, you know, a big part of this whole season was uh, as a season arc for five, all 16 episodes, we've been waiting for Lucifer to say those three magic words to Chloe, but he never does. He never says, I love you. And there's even moments where some tension happens because she starts to realize, you know, a big plot point is that God is quote unquote, losing his powers and thinks that it might be time for me to retire. Meaning that one of my kin would have to take over his position of God. And, you know, naturally, I think a lot of people watching the show would go, oh, well, duh, it'd be Amenadiel. Amenadiel seems to be that kind of uh, protector, but he doesn't want to do that. So then Lucifer's like, well, I know then. I'll become God. Yeah. <laughs> but naturally, if he's going to take on that position, now Chloe starts to get in her head that he won't have time for her. Uh, he'll be so busy running the world uh, and being God. And so there's a lot of this tension built in that they're kind of like still hot and cold. Are they still going for it? Whatever, you know, um, which then is going to, of course, accumulate a lot to the, the final episode, but, uh, you know, major plot point, we got to talk about this show for being a show that has a lot of death in it, in terms of almost every episode, they find a body and it's a whole, you know, crime scene, uh, took a very dark turn in the second to last episode uh we lose dan uh yeah that was that was a pretty i I thought that was bold only because three episodes prior was that whole big fun of full episode styled towards dan yeah now he's dead and and prior to prior to all this going on dan has been racked with not only losing his love of charlotte who he really was connected with. So played by the beautiful Trisha Helfer, who also played the goddess, which she also makes a little appearance again, which is really great to see her and God reunite, the god mm-hmm. and goddess, which I think is cathartic for our two main characters, Amenadiel and Lucifer. Um, but Dan had this whole arc, like, because the beginning, as you said before, he was the buffoon, but he also was, in his origins as a cop, corrupt cop. He did a lot of stuff he wasn't proud of, and he's gone through this whole journey to not only get respect back from chloe be a good father and all this he has been kind of the moral compass and now he's like i'm gonna go to hell and you know no no you know and then we know in this iteration of what hell is it is your own guilt and regret that bring you there so that was a bold move at first knowing before this ever came out this was going to be the last season of course netflix like one more season so we know that and unfortunately we see him die and this affects everyone, including Lucifer's character and his motivations and everything. And then he finds out, which we have a beautiful, beautiful 
uh, funeral scene. And talking about music yeah. again, where they with the song that he sings both in Spanish and English with uh, Ella Lopez uh, by Amy Garcia, beautiful scene. And mm-hmm. that was probably one of the most heartfelt scenes of this, you know. And then you have this great um, action sequence where Mazakin and Lucifer get revenge. And that was yeah, all done in one shot. That everybody. wasn't. That was one whole shot choreograph, oh, wow. which was and it was intense. And I love that the the main guy, who you know actually shot Dan, uh, it was like Lucifer didn't have to even kill him. He just went in, and his eyes were glowing, and he put the fear of you know God in him in a way. Yeah, he was like whispered his ear, which you don't know what he said. And fun fact: Rob Benedict, the character, he plays God in the series of supernatural so that was kind of mm, funny so okay. i was like i'm getting your reckoning uh but uh yeah but you could tell just... that that really yeah affected everybody and even Mazakin, affects... which was which yeah. was really strong was, was well, really they, her her amazing dan really did have a bond of a friendship you know uh he was kind of like the dorky sidekick and a lot of stuff uh but you know it affected everyone and i love that lucifer we had this final moment before going into the final episode um, he's in therapy with Dr. Linda and he's like, he's like, this world shouldn't exist. It shouldn't be the case that someone like him means that Trixie doesn't have a father and that Dan is in hell. And he goes, he's like, there's, there's only one way it's going to be able to fix this. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, we're going to war. So, you know, Lucifer is now he's hit his wits end. He's like, we gotta, we gotta take care. And he knows that it's all, all of this has stemmed from Michael. Michael yeah. has been, uh, the seed of everything. Pu- he's been the puppet master of the whole, the whole, the whole arc of this season, and and I think pretty much yeah since before you know, which is kind of interesting. So his motivations, he's like, I need to be God, not because I want to be, but because I have to be. I have to be because if he's God, it'll be a lot of punishment, a lot of bad things. Michael obviously feeds into the fear, um, and even though Lucifer is the devil and he does play into that, that's not what he he plays off desire, not so much fear. So. This last episode, you know, the the first half of season five, um, you know, when we get to see more of the angel stuff. It's really, you can tell that's where they put the money in when they have the CGI with the wings and the fighting. But um, this was awesome. We got, uh, which I've been there before, the LA Coliseum. I've, yes. I've been to a football game before there. Which they changed uh, because of COVID. They they wanted this, this was a different location originally because when um, COVID hit, this last half had not finished yet so but i thought this was a brilliant location again this show highlights la so well and and i know you know this for a fact and you uh union station you're there so uh this is a great setup for the final battle in this arena which is great and it was really cool that they you know we've had a few introductions to other siblings of lucifer and amenadiel uh throughout the last few seasons but this was kind of cool that we had a whole bunch. Uh, we had like the whole family there, really. You know, these are all the siblings. I mean, I think God got around, so he had a lot of kids. Um, so you kind of get that, you know, almost like when you think of superheroes in a way, you kind of got the other gods, the other characters that, you know, what they can do and stuff. And it was kind of neat that at first it was just really based off merits. It was one of those, you know, like it's a vote, you know, who should take, you know, the throne. You know, God did not name a successor. He just said, you guys will take care of it. But naturally, you know, not only do we know that they're going to fight, we as the fans watching are going, we want to see a fight. And, um, of course, Michael has uh, 
the blade of Azrael. And yeah. so it's like, we know that that thing can kill Lucifer or anybody. Yeah, obliterate them out of existence, basically. So it was a cool, like, epic fight scene, uh, really between Lucifer and Michael, them flying all over the place and battling. And it was intense. It was uh, everything that I've been wanting for this show for a long time. And I know that if they're going to have this as an end of season five, I can only imagine that season six, they'll put an even bigger budget to some of the CGI. But it was an interesting ending. We know that Lucifer, he's not allowed to go back to heaven. And if he does, he he will char up to, you know, to a crisp. But in a moment of the fight, at one point, Chloe gets killed by Michael. Of course, Lucifer is pissed um, because that is his love. And so he makes the hero's sacrifice. He pulls a Hercules and decides, you know what? I'm going to go get her. And actually, I really love this. It was a very short scene, but I love this sequence of Chloe and her dad in heaven just enjoying a moment. Um, it was a very touching scene just because that has also been a huge plot point through a lot of the show from the very beginning. The very beginning of the show was Chloe trying to find out who killed her dad and all that. You know, there was a lot of that stuff going on. And yeah, and all her motivations for being a cop were because of her dad. her dad. And she yeah. she got to be detective and he never did uh, before his untimely end. And it also was great how they represented. This is the first time we see heaven. And, it, you know, in that little bit of it's the It's a scene, nice arc. It's a nice central park. Yeah. But it's interesting to see like everyone, like everyone's hell is their own and everyone's heaven is different. Uh, so I thought that was really cool, but you do get that great scene and uh, we're going to call back to Mr. Set out bitch. Uh, he, he made it Lee. He makes it. Yeah, heaven. Yeah, He's there. And um, yeah, Lucifer finds his way to Chloe and you know, he has that ring on. So at least he's okay for the, the time being, but he knows that this will save Chloe if I put it on her. And we finally get Lucifer to say, I'm doing this for you. As he's really starting to char up, he says, because I love you. And then he, poof, he disappears. And then Chloe wakes up back on Earth. But now she has a ring, so she's a little stronger now. No, she, she has no, she has a Menardil's key, his necklace. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But he doesn't he put the ring on her at one point? Yeah, but that brings her back to life. But then she Oh, but he has the key. She gives a good one-two punch to Michael because he's like, Oh, I'm gonna kill you again. And she looks at her hand, so she's got the strength Menadil. So we get to see Chloe kick some serious ass wow. angel ass. And she, I mean, she's already been a badass, but this was great that Michael did not see it coming. No. And but you know, she's about to actually give the final blow, but then we hear that lucifer is still alive and we're like wait a minute but he just poofed into the dust or did he it's like a, it's like a little bit of uh, another hercules moment but you can't be how could you do that a unless god? you were a, a god <laughs> which of course is the big ending here that lucifer comes back down to earth he says enough the finding's over he takes the blade of azrael he cuts off michael's wings so he spares him and that was a big moment because Michael's been so devious and a lot of shit's happened because of him. But he spares him, takes off his wings. So he, he can't do, yeah, you know, huge, as much as Huge he, growth moment for Lucifer. And then everyone just kind of looks at him and he's like, what's y'all looking at? And then a mini deal kind of has a cheeky, like, of course it's him. And they all kneel. And then <laughs> Lucifer realizes 
oh, I'm gone now. Yeah. And it's what great last line. Oh my me. <laughs> um, holding the, holding the, holding the blade of Azrael up. And so what a way to end the season that he now is got to think of five years of going from the devil that left hell to come and spend, you know, a life of debauchery on earth. And now here we are. He is now going to be taking over the role as God. The fallen angel has risen again. So it's like, there's so much I think that can happen with the last season. I know they're going to go full out because the fans really deserve it. Um, I do feel they will go into hell to try to get Dan back. And I wouldn't be surprised if Michael, although given a second chance, will maybe, you know, I wouldn't, I could imagine them going to have some kind of crazy big hell versus heaven battle with a lot of angels and demons and stuff. I feel like there could be some really big situation that takes place in the sixth season, but dude, man, I'm so pumped. So glad we got these episodes. The show has never been better. Netflix has really taken it and, and turned it up a notch. It's just so fun to watch. So I'm excited, man, but dude, it could be a while. We don't know. But uh, you did say that season six has wrapped filming, at least. Yeah. Which is yes. good. Uh, even uh, despite COVID, all the restrictions, on the, you know, wearing, I saw a lot of be behind the scenes of wearing face shields and stuff. So it was a, a tough final season for them to record because, again, it's their last season. So they really, it's been very emotional for the cast. But we do know, yeah, season six, the final season, the official final season has wrapped uh, so maybe maybe this time next year, I would say when they release it. But who knows? Hopefully, we don't have to wait too long. Maybe just a year. But yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff to digest because again, now he has finally finally gotten to a place where he has reconciled with his father. He's a little bit more emotionally mature. He's you know realized he's worthy of love. He's admitted his love to Chloe. You know now. But, you know, what the, the showrunners have said that you're going to get all that Decker star. You're going to get there. Definitely going to get a lot of love letter to them. They're going to it's going to be a satisfying ending. But it's going to be interesting to see is Michael going to be the big bad again or is the big bad going to be more emotional now that he has the power of God? He's got this new responsibility. What is he going to do with it as we know that he wants to change the rules? And what what could that mean? So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. But, yeah, again, I'm so glad that. You know, Netflix had, you know, save Lucifer, hashtag save Lucifer, and continue on this journey. I'm so pumped that we have another season to follow up, and I hope that everyone else enjoyed this season as much as I was. I just dug into each and every episode of this back half, and just the entire season of five was just well done. And from the entire cast and crew, wow, this is crazy. Yes. So, uh, obviously, if you listen to this, we hope that you've already seen the second half, but if you haven't or wish to rewatch it, of course, all the episodes of Lucifer are now available streaming on Netflix. And that was this week's Potential Pick. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.